Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Local Earshot Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Brad Biggs. This podcast is brought to you by 13 Step Tone Solutions and More Bands Media. That's me, Brad Biggs, with 13 Step Tone Solutions, and my co-producer, Jonathan Grissom, with More Bands Media. How you doing today, bud? I'm good, good. We're here on Sunday again. Brad had to join the working world, and uh, so there you go. Anybody out there is a, a business or involved in the live entertainment world in some capacity and you want to grow your business, like to expand, so would we. So give us a shout. You can give reach, you'll probably get me on Instagram if you reach out there, but if you reach out on the Facebook um, or even if our, on our website email, you'll probably be talking to Jonathan more than likely. But either way, get, get the thing out, get us the message, and we'll, we'll see if we can make something happen. On the roster today, Mr. Cotton White. Brought to you Woo! by Gas Station Sex Pills. No particular brand. <laughs> Is there brands? I thought that was one of those no-name packages you just sort of shamefully bought. Well, there, there are brands, <laughs> but um, we are sponsored by no particular brand. No particular brand. Just the entire industry in, in its whole. <clears throat> Gas Station Sex Pills. Gas Station Sex Pills. <laughs> <laughs> well, take us back a year, man. I think last time you were on was actually Halloween, but it's been about a year. So uh, quite an eventful uh, time. Oh, yeah. DUIs and drive-bys, you know, it's all good. Jesus Christ. Well, let's get into it. Let's go. It ain't easy. (laughs) I really should just be playing country because then I could um, flex the outlaw country. You've definitely got the lyrical content of things to pull from your life to write some damn good country music, if that's the goal you have in mind. But you got something coming up, uh, hopefully around April. What do you got in mind with that? Yeah, April, we're going to try to cut an album, or at least an EP. Like It'll probably wind up being an album if um, Papa can throw enough money at it. (laughs) We shall see. Well, as far as getting a... How many songs you got in the can, you think? Shit, probably. Probably about 12, maybe. um, maybe. It's an album, man. Yeah, I mean, in in all honesty, you wouldn't want to put... 12 songs on album like i mean i wouldn't at least but i'd say probably about like eight tops like. yeah well um i guess the next thing would be like <clears throat> the cost of recording the fucking thing you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> well we found a a cheaper place i just keep getting greedy because i'm so sick of all the fucking material we've been playing for the last um three years i mean i wrote the songs oh no you know but like fuck like not all of our babies are beautiful anymore, especially <laughs> as they get a little older and you look at them, it's like, you're kind of funny looking. <laughs> Freaking. And it's a little too late for Roe v. Wade, you know, so I can't get rid of them. I'm stuck with the little bastards. Like, Got to play those bastard kids out on stage, man. Yeah, right. But uh, three, are you still going to go under like the straight white buffalo billing or are you going to yeah, try some, some different stuff there? Um, I mean, I've... As far as all the material there, it's straight white buffalo, and um, I mean we're gonna we're gonna push out and take that as far as we can. That's my little baby. Um, although I've got some other embers in the fire and the works at the moment, like I might do a um, side band, which is um, would be more uh, southern rock um, orientated, which I'm really excited and really and truly kind of going back to a lot of, like 
blues shit, like, which I mean, you can't have Southern yeah. without blues, yeah. all right? Like, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm really excited about this project. It's brand new in the works, like, but, um, so I shouldn't say too much, lest it, you know, fucking dematerializes, but, um, projects are projects are projects, you know. Yeah, I'm really, really excited about it, though. Not, not that I'm like bored of or anything. It's just nice to be in a collaborative role because whenever you got your own own pony show, like which is straight white for me, it's like more work and responsibility than it is like oh, I'm just uh, have fun playing music with my <laughs> friends, man. You know, like I, it's so nice. Like, and it's one of those things. Like, I played um bass in a um Red Dirt Man for a little while. Which I could only do that so long I was getting my fix with straight white, you know, yeah. like, you gotta have that spotlight somewhere. But, you know, playing in a supporting role or a collaborative role with somebody else is, that's where the fun is, you know, because it's not all on your shoulders. Like, oh man, we gotta pay for this, that, we gotta freaking, you know. The business end. Yeah. <laughs> make this like a lucrative endeavor somewhere, another, like, I don't, you could just enjoy playing music, like. And um, I don't get a whole lot of that anymore. Not again. Not that I don't enjoy like straight white, but having to wear the the manager hat and the financier hat, it's like man, like it's, it's a lot, man. <clears throat> a, yeah. lot of, a lot of people, and especially the younger, which I guess I shouldn't say that either. There's some younger cats that are doing it and doing it well, but it's like a whole business. And like I just when I started playing rock and roll, I just wanted to like do some drugs and like just party my fucking balls off and you're you can do that for a little while <laughs> yeah, those duis are expensive all that shit will stack up eventually too though <laughs> Hell yeah. but <clears throat> i mean eventually it does come around to how do we how are we gonna make some money doing this mm. and booking and promoting and and people that call themselves bookers and promoters are uh there's a lot of the latter and not a whole lot of the former there's there's not a lot of <clears throat> promoters that'll actually get out there and have their band and like we're in this together like we're gonna put yeah. tickets out and we're gonna put asses in seats and we're gonna fucking cash in most of them the attitude is like I got these fucking dumb kids yeah selling tickets for me <clears throat> that's tough on their cigar yeah, I, I don't know I, I think I, I think we could do better and I think that's one of the things we're gonna try and do what do you think yeah I think that's a brilliant scheme I um um. Once upon a time was like thought about that, you know, just getting out of it. Cause whenever I was cutting my teeth back when I was a teenager, there was, um, I want to say, um, I don't know if I should use their names, but ah, eh, fuck it. I'll give them, give them some, uh, uh, what is, what's the word? Uh, whenever you, um, shout out or no, or no, beef. Um, what or are they, what is, they, what's the direction we go in here? Oh, yeah, no, no, the word is, is what, what they, what they paid us with. I'll give them some free exposure, you know? Oh, okay. Fucking gorilla okay. productions. Those, cocksuckers like i mean uh, no offense to them they just um they did everybody pretty dirty back when and here i am shooting shots but um whatever <laughs> like it was some pay to play stuff they just get a bunch of kids yeah. print a bunch of tickets and you know set them loose like hey y'all gotta sell this many if y'all want to play you know it's a bunch of high school kids it's like this kid like shittily plays guitar like he's not a freaking salesman you know yeah and especially at that young, it's like they need to just get up there and play. Like, just yeah. give them that. God damn it! It's it's frustrating to watch, and it's frustrating to see some fucking shitheads 
really and it's like you i know what you're fucking doing and you know what you're doing with those fucking young kids don't and it's like yeah mother it's like they think that that's the only way people play they think that's how the business is yeah it's not it's not like no man we everybody cannot get paid yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know like and you don't actually have to pay to not get paid i like i believe me it's, I've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> we can all show up for free, guys. Yeah. There's enough not money to go around. There's the bartender's the only person getting paid and the sound guy. But <laughs> hey, you know what? Whatever. As long as they showed up, I guess we're allowed to, to play on the stage, you know? I don't know about all that, man. I, I'm The more and more I'm hearing from people we bring in, especially locally, I'm pretty sure that we could probably do something and do it better than what I hear coming back from everybody else. Well, about where you're setting and not to reference some, um, I believe it's Pennsylvania. You're kind of like, Oh man, could I be a better governor than, um, Oh shit. What is, <laughs> uh, you know who I'm talking about? I know who you're about. talking about. Yeah. Fetterman. I could, <laughs> you know, like I, if that's your competition, uh, any, I could, anybody I could, I could, um. <laughs> if that's your competition, then like, you know, it's like, Oh, uh, well, um, uh, and, you know, it's kind of you're kind of dead on with that. It's like if it sucks that bad, and everybody collectively in the scene that I talk to is like, "Yeah, this fucking sucks." I'm like, "Well, maybe we should do something about it." I mean, whenever there's uh, events going on, I'll just give an example of last night. So, like, I went to a comedy event. Went to uh, um, shout out to a uh, rock uh, or um, what is it, Robot Save City comedy yeah. uh, pop up. <clears throat> um, yeah, Nim Nim uh, did a show last night at the. Uh, what do you call it? Speakeasy, and that's going to pops possibly become one of the venues that they use for that um, every month. So, um, and I mean, it's a really cool event. A lot of a lot of cool uh, comics come from like other states and stuff out there, and so we got to see a lot of good stand up. Um, but then, like afterwards, like I, I went over to uh, I was trying to go to the Blue Note, and I mean, it was it was packed. Like like the whole area was packed, but the person that they were playing was a known was a known artist. It was just her. It was not other bands no no pre-bands nothing it was just her and it was a packed house i've been there and there's been five bands playing and not a damn soul in that place you know and then i went to plaza and there's always shows on plaza there's like five different bars that do shows on plaza and like every single area out there it's like a ghost town in that fucking area last night and it's saturday you know it's like when you're driving through an area and it's dead and you know that there's five bands in those in those buildings playing, but there's nobody there. It's like it's like where is everybody? You know, somebody needs to be out there spreading the word, man. It's... And then you go into any bar and they're just drinking, and and the well, bar's packed. I so. want to avoid that too. Like I want to put on a show. I want to I want to have a show in line. <laughs> I want to promote a show. And if there happens to be booze served, that's fine. But see, and that's the difficult thing about Oklahoma City. And, and when I say Oklahoma City, I mean the metro area, in as a whole. Um, that, that counts you too, Norman. But anyhow, <laughs> so like I, we we predominantly play in Tulsa, and I absolutely love it. But the culture in Tulsa is just so vastly different for music specifically. Like here in like Oklahoma City and whatnot, I kind of as a stoned onlooker occasionally, you know, we'll see the um, the comedy scene is actually pretty thriving, it's, and they support yeah, one another. Yeah, but like um, so in Oklahoma City, like. The music culture, I mean, there are a couple of um, scenes, but as a whole, your general attitude isn't like how it is in Tulsa. And so I've been told elsewhere, like in the in the world or country. But um, so people in Tulsa go out to, to 
the reason they go out to the bar is to go find a show or something to do, you know, Friday, Saturday night, which is awesome because, you know, they're there, they see you playing and that you're why they're there. Like, and I mean, it's not even, oh yeah, they know us, we're big in Japan, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but, um. But yeah, it's just the culture's very different. And in Oklahoma City, it's really not like you'll be playing at a bar. And it's, you're disrupting these people's time at the bar, you know? I get what you're saying, yeah. Or, or you go to another bar and it's just they only play cover bands because no one wants to listen yeah. to... Top 40. To, yeah. yeah, they don't, they don't want to listen to like new music. They just want to listen to somebody get up there and play the music they want to play. And so like they'll, they'll go up there and be like, hey, can you play this? And then they'll just, the band, if they know the song, they'll just start playing it. It's like... I don't know. Dang I'm not. I'm not big on cover bands. Like I, I understand if bands have to do covers to get like known or like get you know some, I guess like promotion out of it to get to, to get known. To, yeah, to get known or whatever. But I mean, but at the same time, it's like it's. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm all about original music. So it, it depends on the environment you're trying to set. <clears throat> if you if you're trying to run a bar and you just want background music, get a cover band or a jukebox and sell your liquor. Yeah. But if you're gonna be a rock club. Be a rock club, you know, that maybe just happens to have a bar in it, you know. It's- yeah, see, the the kicker, though, about, like, the rock club thing is there's not a lot of um of, of just straight-up venues. I'd say Blue Note and... Um, 89th, maybe. Um, Pony, kinda- Pony Boy is kind of a venue, but it's... But it's different there because it's kind of tiny. That's a club in my yeah. head, but well, it's um, a club because they only do club events mostly. I mean, they do have rock shows there. I've been to mm-hmm. a few of them. Um, I mean, no, they must not. They never invited me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but Tower, you know, like it's technically a venue, but I, I don't know because I've never really liked any of that. I would call there. classify Tower kind of like if you're talking about like, uh, oh, the Diamond Ballroom. Yeah, that's kind of mid level. It's yeah. like that's a, a like whole event center yeah. venue, like a concert hall. Yeah. Like, um, but, but like the Blue Note, like when that was closed, it's like, dang, man, there ain't diddly squat, you know, yeah. as far as actual venues. And like a lot of the um, smaller bars, like like the Drunken Fry back when, you know, mm-hmm. they, um, they, Drunken Fry put on a really good, put on really good shows. And that was a very tiny room. Mm-hmm. Like we were packed in that bitch. But I mean, but it was fun every time, every time they had a show there. So. Yeah. And that was kind of the, the um, underlying um, objective of that bar, you know, was to, put out you know badass shows and whatnot Mm -hmm. it it leaned more towards venue than most other places like Mm -hmm. and i mean it's you'll see a lot of uh diy shit going on now and little little hole in the walls and whatnot yeah but it's and i know it's exactly what you're saying with the difference and it's like people in tulsa like they're gonna they go out on a friday night with the goal of catching a local band live oklahoma city not really I mean, some people do, but if you're if you're out on a Saturday or a Friday night in Bricktown, most people aren't looking for the band that's playing in the local bar. They're just going in and out of the bars up and down oh, yeah. the river, you know. So I don't know. And and to get someone to spend, you know, anywhere from ten to say fifty bucks, somewhere in that spectrum of money for a ticket to go to a full on show, mm. hour, two hour commitment, you gotta offer something other than fucking a bar. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, well, and that's why that's, I, I think Blue Note last night they had uh, they had a food truck. I mean, like they're starting that, and that hit me that too. Helps. I was like, I was like, yeah, well, food trucks always always bring people. Yeah, Oklahomans love food. I mean, yeah. that's you know. Well, I think that's most, why we're so fat. Most humans, <laughs> most humans overindulge in the old food trucks. I know we had one at work yesterday, and it was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> <Massacre>. <laughs> 
shout out to the dumpling guy. I don't I don't remember what it was called, but uh, very good. <laughs> but I mean, shit like that though. I mean, I don't know. It's even even when you're talking like big touring acts, when Chris Stapleton books the Chesapeake or the BOK, that's a year in advance to sell those tickets. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the top selling guys, and, and even he, he has, has to, his own food trucks. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, hell yeah. But it's 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 like all right, that's a year in advance for a, a top seller. Now, mm-hmm. you, you, how much time do we need to get asses in seats for a band that nobody's heard of locally? Like, how far out do you have to start doing this shit? Two weeks, a month, at least just to get some people in the door? Or do you try to do a full-on, put a production behind it and market the whole fucking thing, and then you put all this money behind it and 10 people fucking show up? It's it's a gamble kind of either yeah, way. Yeah, no, and, I, and I've seen that with, uh, with promoters <clears throat> that actually do promote and do you know do all the steps and everything and and they i mean they were just he was pissed because like he he's like all these people it was like over 150 people said on facebook they were going to come to this show and shit and that and like and so he like basically told them you know his guarantee was you sold out you know and uh no one fucking showed up to this show yeah that's Cause some random event just came into town and, and everybody went to that instead and so like they it, but where he messed up and this is another thing another key in that world pre-sell tickets don't like you gotta like you gotta do what the big boys do you gotta you gotta give your you gotta give those tickets if you do it at the door limit the door limit how many tickets go through that door because like if you, if it's a small show yeah sure you can do the door but when you're planning something you sell them online because then you have the money and if and if people ha- have already put money into it they're more likely to show up but if they didn't put money into it and even then, if they're not going to show up, at least you got their money. Yeah. Because they'll, they'll be like, oh, well, you know, it's only $10 for the ticket, but, you know, I, I'm just not going to go. It'll go to the band. It'll still go to the band. Like, that's how they look at it. So, I mean. Even though it probably, probably won. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even though it's not it probably to going to. It's trying to go to. Com. <laughs> just never pinky promise. All right. That's that's just um, <clears throat> the best advice I can give. If we get into this, our artist roster will be paid. That is not negotiable that's uh that's just good business i don't understand what the fuck people are trying to do right now but the stories i hear are pretty atrocious mm-hmm. just it's just in a relationship sense like you just don't fucking well the, the reciprocity yeah you know like just a little bit of, a little bit more of that in the world and you know everybody would be set set right you know like i don't know it's like my big thing is like it, oh we all want to get paid blah blah oh, play the band, blah blah you know, we're playing on stage. We're going to play music for you guys. We deserve this. But, you know, if the if the people don't, sh- if the money's not there, where, where are you demanding it from? Right. You know, like, right. so you got to walk into it with a, a realistic expectation. It's like, um, I'd love to be getting, you know, five, six hundred dollars every show, blah, blah, blah. Oh, cool guy. But, you know, if, if you're not generating that, that not, money, yeah. but it yeah. the, the kicker, though, is when you are, you know, people will still um, try to like, um, Fuck yeah, every time. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, no, dude, like, if we're like, a, you know, boosting sales by like $2,000 or $8,000, it's like, uh, we might need to revise the uh, agreement <laughs> a little bit there, guys. You know, it's like, which, you know, it's, and again, nobody's like just sitting out trying to get rich here. Like, it's just do people right it, according to their value. But exactly. like, that, <clears throat> and that's the hard thing is, is um, placing or identifying that value. Because you go into certain things like, um, I, so I went to an auctioneer school at one point in time, and um, 
it's like, okay, so for your first job, you want to just like really haggle them, you know, get as much as you can. There's no like, oh, you know, I'm new to this. So like, let's just start low and I'll work my way up. Nope. That's not how it works. Like once you're, once you're uh, set in with a price, you're stuck with that for the long haul. And that's, that's really difficult, especially like, um, in the whole artist thing, because I've been a little um, shy gunned about um, negotiations, like shooting high, because like it'd be a little different if I played three hours, you know, predominantly covers. Like you know, I oh god, I'd be a total dick. Like you know, <laughs> like I know my worth, <laughs> but you know, it's like whenever you don't, when you don't, um, and that that is the um, the service that people like a lot of bars expect, like is be a cover band, you know? And I get that. Like I do, I understand. It's not like an ideolo- ideological like um fence I'm not willing to cross. Like it's just uh, that's not what we do. Right. So like right. and then that's what you um are expecting and it's just it's hard to kind of like um negotiate around that and still um come out looking decent. Well, and it's 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 like it's one thing when like us all three of us we're we're all in our own businesses starting up and right now all of our stocks are pretty low so as that builds no matter how high you value your stock there's always people that are gonna devalue it because that's how it works you know it's it's uh man yeah but it's like what what are you uh, what are you in this um okay so you're like i'll just uh, try to Hook up an analogy, like say stocks wise. All right, so you're in um plastic making stocks, like all right, but then you're the guy that that does all the business within plastic making does not value anybody that's actually making plastic whatsoever. So it's it's like, well, it's fuck off, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's uh, <laughs> you just got to go and set your own fucking business protocols. That's kind of what I'm learning is basically you just got to flop the dick out on the table and and say this is what what you're getting and you know we'll negotiate within a certain window but the whole game playing shit of oh yeah 10,000 no 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 we can best we can do is 50 like that we're not we're not operating in that big of yeah. a window like get the fuck out of here this is serious we're not going to play those games it's but, like no no so you were wanting to get paid on money we were kind of <laughs> thinking of $20 in a six pack <laughs> minus the $20 for six of you guys you know y'all can split the the twenty dollars in the six pack, all right. Oh, but damn it! The we already put the twenty in the tank to go get the beer. Sorry, right. guys. Oh, dude, I oh. And then Steve over here drank a couple of them. So bad, so fucking bad. So we got four drink tickets. Like, <laughs> that's it. That's all we could pay you guys. And there's there's six of you. Like it'll be all right. Well, <clears throat> let's do a song break here. Uh, uh, our our. Friend Cotton here doesn't have uh, any songs available to play today, but he's hitting the studio in April, so we're going to have some here in the spring. We got our next guest on. Johnny Hollis will be on next week, so let's do, uh, what do we say? Frank and Jesse? Mm-hmm. Do a song break here.
do the one or you want to do another one we want to do ah we can do that one and then we'll just play them play some more when he's in with us next week how about that sounds good i mean it is kind of weird to be playing someone else's song while we have a different guest in here but you know whatever we'll we'll figure it out he's sharing his caring (laughs) it can be fun well let's get a gear let's get some gear talk in before we get the fuck out of here man because uh i mean we basically just had gear talk during the song we're bad about that fuck so we're gonna talk about everything we just talked about during the song break (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, bit. I mean, it, it'd be a little, a little weirder, but I mean, like when we go to video, I guess we'll just be having those conversations while the music's playing. <laughs> yeah, we could. Yeah, we'll be able to edit that one a little yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, tell us about these oranges. Oh man, I got me a fucking orange tree, dude. Orange tree. Yeah, and I love it. Let's hear it. Well, I got a um the compact four twelve um speaker cabinet, and um then I got the old school four twelve, which is just like a freaking fat girl, man. That thing is so freaking heavy. <laughs> Oh my god! I mean, but it's got the um, the um, Celestian Vintage Thirties in it. Like, ah, oh, I love that damn thing. But um, and I had to drive to um, Denton, Texas, on two separate trips to get each of them. <laughs> well, when the price is right, man, yeah. you got to get it. Yeah, especially orange. All those. Stuff. What kind of amp are you running? I mean, okay, so I'm still doing the ABY, so I'm running two amps. Yeah, I've got, and I recently actually changed. Um, I think probably since last time I saw you, um, I, I was running a orange dual terror and then I, I swapped that out for a orange rocker verb 15. And then I'm also my, on the actual a channel, I'm playing through a orange dark terror, like both the little lunchbox. Yeah. Amps. Yeah. 
for 15 watt amps i leave them on seven yeah like and they're too freaking loud like and this was before the 412s like you know the 112 <laughs> the damn thing blow your freaking ears <laughs> off man that's just a little practice amp here's 20 watts and it's like barely over five four half the time it's just yeah it's nuts it's crazy and so like tube tubes and watts like these are my first tube amps i've had that just changes everything that I ever knew because, like, I was like, oh, to play a show, you have to have 100 watts, you know, but that's not true whatsoever. Like, at least with tubes, like, oh, no. If they weren't tube amps, yeah, they probably wouldn't be loud enough. But I just, I think it's so funny because I, I remember I'm Googling, I'm like, hey, man, is this dark terror loud enough to play with, with a drummer? Yes. <laughs> you know, and what's funny is the internet was, was kind of like um, disputed on it. I'm like, because you got these these people with basic like knowledge They're like yeah seven watts it's not loud enough to to play over drums and man I'm like fuck dude that thing is too loud like <laughs> I, it's like I've never done the okay I've done um I've turned it to fifteen watts like just flexing my dick I guess you know <laughs> just like to see at shows and whatnot and that is way too loud which I mean it might be one thing if I was like only doing like oh about like three o'clock on the uh, volume. But I'm one of those believers. You got to crank a tube amp. You they only know? sound good if you turn them up, man. You got to get that that boiling yeah, going, man. Yeah. Right where it starts to break up. Oh yeah. It's usually about what three o'clock. I do about um about noon. Noon. <laughs> like you know, freaking, <laughs> which is way too loud, evidently. But it, I wouldn't have thought for seven watts, like. But yeah, that and I've been um <laughs> adding more to the the pedal family, like. So oh yeah. Evidently, I am a pedal file. <laughs> Last time you were here, you were pretty. You were the. You didn't. You didn't take pride in the pedals. You well, had some, I've but just accepted it. So I've got. <laughs> so I've got an extra large um, cock uh, pedal board, <laughs> and um, essentially I have two different pedal boards on my extra large pedal board. It kills me because I never thought like I was like, man, I don't need this fucking humongous pedal board. I don't like pedals. Well, okay, so I'm doing the effects loop, which if. For all the um the up and comer guys out there that have amps with effects loops on them, use it because I didn't for the longest time, and then um I finally tried it out on my uh, Dark Terror, and it just the the actual voice of the amp came out, and like I was just missing out on that preamp tube like forever. Like, yeah, I don't know. That's just where it's at, man. It's it's a beautiful thing. Well, what kind of stuff you run mo- mostly? Uh... At least your main your main pedals. What do you use? Man, my bread and butter with? are the octave pedals. I yeah. have um, I have a Pog too, um, the the big one. And honestly, like I'm kind of half mind to get the the micro Pog to like, which has a lot less bells and whistles. But you know, I'm not really Mister Brainiac. And then I have a an orange two stroke pedal, which is a EQ and clean boost. That thing's the shit, man. Yeah. I'll put a little bit of. Make your fat a little fatter, <laughs> and then on on the other um, amp, which I run simultaneously a lot of the time, I have a can- a electroharmonics canyon, which I use on the um, octave. So I've got basically two separate octaves. That's kind of your higher octaves, and then the pog on the other amp or the lower octaves. I'll tell you, I've had me a fine like a hard time finding the um, right looper pedal. And I'm kind of coming to terms with that's one of those things you just gotta spend the big bucks on, boys. Well, hang on a second now. Hey, girls. What we got going on here? But yeah, just um, all I could say to any up and coming anybody or even seasoned MFer is um, avoid 
TC Electronics, like the freaking plague, man. Oh, no. They're the worst. Oh, no. You said you wanted a loofer. Oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, I got the ditto. I've had two ditto pluses. Like I'll put it away. Yeah, put that away. <laughs> You're triggering me right now, man. I don't want to fucking fight, dude. Like, oh, man. No, they just irk me that... Okay, like, whenever you've um, played many a time, you, you rehearse with the thing, same day, which I don't really remember, but I know it's working. And then you travel there, and then the fucker wants to not work, and especially with uh, loopers, though, there's, you've got to be on it. To, yeah, you're to, right, uh, you're right. Live. Whenever you can't rely on that, like, man, it's the worst. And then also, okay, the thing starts breaking on you, you can't get parts. Oh, supply... <laughs> supply chain issue okay now eat my dick dude <laughs> they they like trying to on a like six month long mission to talk to tc electronics y'all are opening up a whole can of worms right now. <laughs> i i like vowed to make a hate campaign for tc electronics which is also behringer which is also tc helicon yeah, yeah. so like anyways they, they make junk dude and you can't fix the junk so, who are your pedal guys? Uh, Walrus or anybody around here? Man, or? um, really, I'm kind of a, a EHX like electro harmonics. Like they kind of do me right. I've been so lucky to come across some vintage EHX stuff, like which is a pain in the ass. But I mean, it's sterling badass equipment. Like I love it. I got this this humongous flanger hoax, and that's another problem of mine. Is I keep getting freaking oversized pedals on my pedal board. I'm like, God. I'm out of real estate. No problem. Just get a bigger pedal board. Yeah, for, I don't, for bigger pedals. But and I more got pedals. the extra large one. I don't know if they make a double X or not. Like, also, I don't know if I'll have truck space or stage God, space no after shit. long. Like, man, I'm yeah. just like, dang, dude. Fucking mission controller. You're going to be the Edge before long. Oh, There's for real. Pedals like, everywhere. And, you know, I used to make so much fun of Edge. Like, because I, I didn't fancy myself a big pedal guy, but once you start getting them, like, I don't know. But yeah, Loopers, that's been a, quite the mission. I, I got pretty sold on um the MXR clone. I think it's called the clone. Anyways, a little MXR um pedal or looper. It was okay. They really, I feel a little had because they're like, oh, built like a tank. And then you get it. It's not built like a tank. <laughs> I've actually, I, I broke it. Like after Stepping like on a it. couple months, and you know I'm not like some total like idiot where I'm just stomping on the stomp boxes. You know you got to be delicate, but um yeah they broke. But you know the difference is I was able to talk to MXR or Dunlop is who makes them and get parts sent to me for free. Ooh under warranty. Yeah. But you know I'm not even if I had to pay for them I don't care. Just the fact that I could talk to a customer support and they actually give a shit about me. And then also, whoa, they sent me parts to fix it. They're like, you could send it in, or um, I could send you the parts and you could do it. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa there, guy. I'm not a <laughs> technician of any sort. Anyways, I actually did it myself. I feel pretty proud. But nevertheless, the fact that the customer support existed, man, TC Electronic, oh, man, that's a whole story. I would still be waiting. <laughs> And this is like two years ago, man. Freaking, um, they made me join a social media, a band social media. I'm doing, um, air quotes with my fingers right now <laughs> for those that can't see. Um, yeah, they made me join this stupid social media. And then I'd, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to ask Doug over here. It's not really Doug, but it's it was bot. called like, um, 
tribe, musictribe.com or something. I'm by no stretch uh, promoting them whatsoever. <laughs> anyway, so I talked to so Doug over here on 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 tribe, whatever. And uh, they're like, oh, talk to him. I just got the runaround so bad. And I wound up talking on the phone to this um, little store owner, like out of like freaking L.A. for like 10 minutes or so. And, and dude was just so apologetic and cool. He was like, you know, just we can't get parts. Like, and the thing about TC Electronics is you have to use their right, parts. Right, like, But you can't get parts. So, like, they're just like, man, they just, they're designed for you to buy another one. I'm like, no, after two $200 loopers, I, you know what? If it was 50 bucks, I'd have three probably. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, but you don't charge top dollar. I mean, the, the, um, the effects and whatnot that they use are really good. And I, they, so they're good as far as the software, but they're not built to last. Yeah. And uh, whenever I'm paying hundreds, like $200, $150 plus on a piece of equipment, I want it to last. Yeah. And the second ditto, I treated like a princess. Like it didn't even travel on my board. Like I put it in a special little box and put it up on the um the dashboard whenever we'd go to a show because it couldn't take um couldn't survive traveling on my pedal board. <laughs> and um even treating it like a princess, it still failed me. Well, let let me see if I can find a damn PCB, and I'll see if I can maybe hook you up with a looper. Maybe if well, I can find I've the part. Trying so, like one of the things is I got a little spoiled to the dittos, and and thank God the MXR clone does the same things. So it um they have a half time which you can manipulate if you clever and make it double time, which we incorporate in some of our songs. And then also a backmasking function where it plays it your recorded loop in reverse. And um, we've incorporated both of those into the song. We're a two-piece band. We make use of the looper, you yeah. know, and all the little tricks we can. And um, so a lot of um, other loopers won't have the um, half time or the double time. Most of them have the reverse these days. Like, I, I recently bought a, a, a Boss uh, MX-1 or something. I, I, RC120 or something. It's it a, a looper. And um, it's okay. It's I'm not sold on it, but it doesn't have the halftime thing. I'm like, oh, that's problematic. Hmm. Well, what kind of guitar are you running through everything? Oh, still, still, still the Les Paul, Epiphone Les Paul. Digging with the Les Pauls? Yeah, I'm, I'm shopping around. I need to get some new pickups for it, but priorities are... Yeah, hmm. I know a guy. Whenever, uh, whenever you're ready to make that leap, it's this guy. He, he makes custom pickups. Hell yeah. yeah. It's either either just some total customs <laughs> or um I was been really thinking about the um Seymour Duncan whole lot of humbuckers because you know I'm such a Led Zeppelin fanboy. Like, well, I'm trying to get the specs down and hand wind the the to the PAF. That's what I want to that's that's what Duncan he managed to find his magic on that, and I'm gonna find my own too, and that's that's my first endeavor. Try to try to recreate the original PAFs. So if we can do that. We'll get you hooked up. Hot dog. Go out there and, and sell my shit for me. I'm with it. <laughs> Just pimp me out. <laughs> well, where do we go from here, man? Let's uh, we can start wrapping this thing up as far as uh, future plans or touring or well, shows. Well, I don't know. Or... This gas station sex bill is kind of kicking in. Now. <laughs> <laughs> We're just getting started. <laughs> Any shows? Yes. Um, so March 3rd in um, Tulsa and... What what month is it today? Uh, this February, but okay, it's the February twenty fourth. Uh, we have a um, 
real special event going on. It's kind of a repeat of our last show, and it was just so much fun. It's Rise of the Dead. Rise so of the Dead. At the um, White Crow Tavern, which starts sounding a little um, sketchy when you're like, straight white buffalo at the White Crow. Like, you know? <laughs> but whatever, beggars can't be choosers. And, and fuck, like we, um, we did the same event uh, last month at the same place, like all the same bands. Um, we had a... Uh, some friends out of ooh, Cushing. This apples eating, they're the shit, dude. Like, and it's just so cool seeing these these guys. They're, they're younger guys, like. But you know, each time we play with them, they're just like they get better and better. It's like, man, it's like eventually, it's like y'all y'all can y'all can quit getting better, all right? Start <laughs> make us look bad. <laughs> but no, it's it's really exciting getting to see those guys. Like, just every time we see them, they're just better and better. Like, and um, yeah, no, they got to headline and fuck, man, they. It was one of those things. I was just like so proud to see him because like it's like okay, you motherfuckers, y'all are perfect headliner band. Like you know? there's there's a couple bands that around the city that we've seen the same thing, and it's like they're super young, and it's like they they kind of got it figured out that this is a business, and they're going after mm-hmm. it like that. Uh, like before, one of them, and another one is an American Slang, mm-hmm. super young guy. Those guys are still in high school, I think. They're out, but they figured out the. uh, Figured it out. They they grew up during the uh, the social media era, so they they got down like the TikTok and the uh, the Facebook reels and like all that stuff. They just sit there and do videos. See, I'm struggling. I'm I'm a dinosaur. Same. Yeah. And like, you kidding me? I'm I'm literally like right now while I'm like listening to the conversation, I'm looking at this app called Zapper, which is designed TikTok. (laughs) No, no, this is this this app is designed to uh, to automate a lot of a lot of your your flow and stuff so like like you can you can share your instagram post automatically to your facebook page right in this and so like whenever he does something on instagram if i program this then it will automatically send it to the other platforms and i won't have to do anything right hell yeah so i'm trying to automate as much as i can because the the issue that i'm running into is that whenever um whenever i share a show or something i have to share to like nine different groups and if i can make an automated system where whenever i upload the file from my website to our page, and it just sends it to all those places, mm-hmm. and I don't have to do shit. Hell, man, I'm trying. That's to, that's what you have to do. You have to automate almost everything that you can. I'm trying to figure out how to just make the AI start writing the songs, dude. So like, <laughs> I can I can just lean back and count my dollars. Like, man, ain't that the dream? That's yeah. what we all want to do, right? man. <laughs> Chat GBT, can you write a hit song about? Uh. Gas station sex pills. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> no particular brand. <laughs> We're well, under contract. We have to say that every time. Or... Of course. Of course. I'll lose uh, my uh, dozens of dollars. Uh, all all the things you've heard on the show today are strictly opinions. None of them are facts. So don't try to fact check us. Because <laughs> you will be disappointed. But it is my strong opinion. We do have a couple shows coming up. <laughs> all right. In Tulsa. So check them out. And we're work- we got some stuff in works in Oklahoma City. That's just you're gonna have to watch out on the social medias for to get um updates on that, but we're trying to make some shit happen here soon. Well stay in touch with me. Um like I said, I'm I'm my schedule's getting I'm still getting settled in too. I've had to start working, so like I'm still figuring out how to get everything situated. But once we do, I I think uh I don't know, I think we could probably make something happen. Get something together. And put on some shows. How about that? That sounds like the plan. The well, dream, actually. Dude, thank you for coming out and seeing us today. I know it's Sunday. You know, everybody out there uh, celebrating the Lord's Day, you know, this is kind of our church, though, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being on the show, man. Hey, thank you for having me.
Jonathan, if people would like to help us out so we can keep this thing going, let them know how they can do that. Uh, the Local Earshot Podcast, we are Value for Value Podcast. Um, we run on that, and then we also run on sponsorship. So if you want to sponsor an episode, then just uh, hit me up at john at com, or Brad on our Instagram page or even me on my Facebook page, and then we can kind of look at options and everything. Uh, if you um, if you like um, like listening to the show, then go out and tell people that you know we're doing our thing out here and just get more listeners on this show. We're we're at like six hundred uh, people on Facebook. We got a couple hundred on groups and stuff. Like maybe like maybe almost two hundred people on groups. I think the last and, time uh, we actually looked at the demographics, we're getting anywhere between eight hundred to fourteen hundred. Yeah, it really depends on, on the popularity of the artists, and so our artists that aren't, aren't as known um, are lower numbers, and then our artists that are really known out here are getting the higher numbers. Logically, we we knew that that would be the case. Started at zero, um, so yep. or two. We had us. Yeah, we and listened. then uh, and then <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it, it really depends, but it's about a thousand on average um, every episode that listens. Um, and I mean, I know that not everybody uses social media um, in that. Uh, but uh, but we do have Facebook groups, and uh, we also have Instagram pages and Facebook pages. So follow us on there because that does help us. Because when we get to a thousand, then we're able to actually use the monetizing features for those for those particular platforms. And we can't use any of that stuff right now because we don't have the following. Go like the so, page, so people. Go like the page. Go like the groups. Join the groups. Join the conversation. Um, definitely, definitely, like do that. You know. Um, Go out and listen to a local show. Shit, man. Like, just support these people, you know? And that brings me to the second T is, uh, is talent. So, I mean, if you're an artist and you want to be on the show and you want to talk about music, or if you work to the music industry and you want to come on and talk about music, then you can hit me up at John at the local earshot or Brad on our Instagram page or the Facebook page. Um, and then if you want to donate to the podcast, there is a tab on our website at localearshot.com. It says donate. When you tap that, uh, there's a bunch of options that you can donate. I'm about to make a... Uh, a link tree um, account, which is like a an account that lists all of these things. So it's just in one list, and that will be the thing that we actually share on the bio. So you won't have to like share cool. the bio episode yeah, every old. episode. Yeah, because you have to upload the bio episode. But if we have just one link, then that we won't have to worry about that. We can make it all automatic. So um, cool. and I'm, so I'm trying to automate as much stuff as I can because it it, it definitely is is time consuming. It's to nature do all of the beast. Stuff, so. But yeah, thanks for listening. Love y'all. See y'all. Bye bye.